Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and I am so excited for our topic today. We have a extra, extra special guest that I'll introduce in just a minute, but I'm here with Tom Corcoran as usual. And Tom, we've been talking about our core strategies here at Nativity. Can you remind us what our core strategies are? Right. So number one, we want to be a church that is welcoming to outsiders. So any growing healthy church is going to attract people that are not currently in the church. That's number one. Uh, it's two, we want to create a great weekend experience. And three, we want to shape a clear discipleship path for the people that are in the pews. And so... Okay, great. And so this podcast, we want to move on to talking about a big one, the weekend experience. Can you explain to us a little bit what that means? Right. In our last couple of podcasts, we talked about the, the three major pillars to the weekend experience, music, message, and ministers. So we talked about the mu- message. If you missed those podcasts, go back. And we took two episodes. Apparently, we, as we were talking before we started this, we might need like eight episodes, according to our guest today, to talk Uh-oh. about this one. It's going to be good. Uh, so we are talking about music, at least in this podcast, and the next one for sure, maybe. And maybe a couple maybe more Maybe six that. more after that. Who knows, Kelly? All right. So I want to introduce our special guest today. He's going to be joining us for the next two podcasts as we talk about music. Joe Weaver, Welcome. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Tom, for having me. You're I very welcome. It. So Joe and I were yelling at each other before yes. <laughs> we got on this. No, Tom, it was more like you were yelling at me. <laughs> I was way down the hallway and I heard some <laughs> heated, heated discussion about music. So here we go. Let's just start with Joe. You want to just tell us about yourself and your background and how you ended up here at Nativity? All right. Well, I uh, have a wife and two kids, Ben and Nick, and Sherry is my wife. Um, I've been Coming to this church probably since the mid 80s, uh, on and off. Um, musical background. You had long hair then. I did have, yes, I've actually, seen some pictures. I did. All right, so let's <laughs> stop talking about the long hair. So, musical background uh, I went to Towson University, got my undergrad in guitar performance which meant I practiced a lot of guitar <laughs> and uh, did it in jazz and classical guitar. And I found my way to Nativity through Jeremy Travlos, our audio tech guy. He was just in here setting up our podcast. Yeah. And um, I got an email from him on a website, a band website that I was involved with. And actually, I got the email probably two months after he sent it. And it was involving... Two months after he sent it. Two months after he sent the email, because I never checked the email. And... It was uh, for the Crown Plaza experiment. All right, mm. so we were we were trying to do a, a a service. It was not mass, but do a service at a local hotel, and we needed we were put we were bringing the whole thing together. We were bringing music. We were it was going to be a homily. We call it the mass of the catechumen. So there's going to be no Eucharist, but kind of a, again a, a service of the Lord's word to try that to reach new people. So anyway, so anyway. Um, I got the email late and I replied and I said, yes, I am in. I'm all in because I'd been coming to the services, heard Al and uh, Al Walsh and loved, loved, loved the music and nativity. So I replied too late and he said the position was filled and um, sorry. So a week later, hey, guess what? 
it's back open again. So I got huh. involved um, that way through Crown Plaza, did that and loved every minute of it. And I used to say that I am the luckiest guy in the world, but I changed that to <laughs> I am the most blessed guy in the world um, that I met Tom and he, <laughs> he, he brought me in and said, look, you know, we, we like what you did. Um, keep in touch. So after Crown Plaza was over, I kept coming back to Nativity. Tom, I missed doing what we did. It was a lot of fun. So I'd come in and sub at, um, at the masses on guitar and uh, got more involved that way. And finally, Jeremy said, hey, why don't you play every service? And I was sold instantly there was no asking sherry nothing like that i was like i am in i love this place so that's how it happened so i'm here i'm still here so that was 2008 so 10 years later wow how about that that is fantastic so there's a lot of feelings even just in this room about um, (laughs) About (laughs) about music and what music should be like at a catholic church but let's just start off in general, why music matters to people at all, just in general. Yeah, so this is the part where Joe thinks is totally superfluous. Is that right? Am I, am I, uh, am I? Look, I'm a musician. <laughs> Define the word. <laughs> superfluous. Yeah, I can't even say the word. <laughs> Tell me what that means, Tom. This is going to be fun. Uh, it's not needed. It's not, it's not, or it's, you call this fluff. Is that what you called it? Fluff oh, yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Tom, you can talk about the fluff and I'll no, get all no, the no. details. No, 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 I'm pulling you in. I'm pulling you into the fluff, what you call fluff. I'm going to change your mind by the end of this. So, anyway. So, yeah, just a little background just on why music matters in general. One, music's powerful. Would you agree with that, Joe? It's 100%. Okay, there you go. What do you hear in every movie, every soundtrack, Mm -hmm. right? Right? You hear music. Right. So it speaks to the heart and soul in a way no one else does. Um, Nothing else does, right? Absolutely. Okay. I like to point this out. They agree on that. Yep. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Emotions. I'm sure you knew this fact, Mm -hmm. Joe, but in Plato's Republic, which I know you read, um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Me neither. I was a political <laughs> philosophy major. So anyway, Plato I, describes the ideal republic, the ideal society. He spends about three pages on economics. He spends 40 pages on the music that would be in the ideal community. So there you go. Music's powerful. Just a little thing. You, that didn't empower it. All right. Anyway, we'll keep going. Um, here a little more practical. Certain songs, certain albums speak to us at certain times of our lives. Yes. You know, Kelly, any song, like, is there a song that brings you to a specific place? Absolutely. <laughs> you know the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls? Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. So it's one of my favorite songs. But From the, City of Angels, correct? Was that not? I don't know. Here's where it is in my life. Here's where it was in my life. I was at uh, my first retreat ever. I was an adult and I was on a retreat with teenagers in Connecticut at the church I was serving as a youth minister. And, um, there were a couple kids who'd been on a mission trip to Mexico and they played a slideshow of their trip and it was to that song. And every time I hear it, I think about those two kids that went on the mission. I was so inspired by that, by them going on a mission trip and their slideshow and it was emotional. So that's, that's one song that brings me back. John Denver brings me back to my childhood. My parents listened to a lot of John Denver and I got him a country boy. All of it. I love all of it. Stretch of the Orioles games. Yep. You can't help but think about Rob Belanger doing a music thing. Think about Rob Belanger. It was actually his mother that got the Orioles to 
play that. At the Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that there is fantastic. Yeah. So wow, Tom. No, no one listening to this cares about that, but we, if you're from Baltimore, Aww. that's kind of an interesting fact. Yeah. yeah. Tom, what about you? No, definitely, you know, albums and songs. And again, I, I listen to, and we're kind of getting this a lot of classic rock. You know, you, Joe knows I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, Pink Floyd. But then, then there's just other songs. You hear a song, and it can take you back. Like, I mean, this will... I don't know if I want to get into this, but I guess I will. Just real quick, the first thing I think of is a song, Peter Gabriel's song, In Your Eyes, in my junior prom, and I just think of that. So, like, Aww. yeah. <laughs> so there you so go. Sweet. So sweet. <laughs> so, like, no, anyway, if I hear that song, and immediately, anyway, that goes back to my prom. You know, like, I'm just back there. So, yeah. it, it, which is going to lead to a later point as well. But, um, yeah, there's just power to music where, like, you know, I think for me, and again, I have this later in the notes, one of the great things about contemporary Christian music to me was, and it was like it connected the music that I liked listening to to God. Like I had it. They were totally separate. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I love Led Zeppelin. But although I do think, man, the music's so good. <laughs> but there's some, you know, but you know, sound. most of their songs are not really connected about God. Right. I mean, let's, you know, uh, I like Pink Floyd. Same thing. It's just like but that some of the music I liked could be connected. So but anyway, if there's just song. How about you? Is there a song or an album that you just. Uh, Van so Halen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm stuck gonna... on old, old Van Halen. There you go. So no matter who you are, you got them. We could probably talk about that Absolutely, all day. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Everybody has a, a song they love. Uh, and, and, and going back, I think you had the better thing at least, Kelly, of course. Thanks. <laughs> but, you know, I, there was a guy in my small group. There's a song um, called I Am Redeemed. And a guy in my small group, he, you know, terrible – you know, t- went through a terrible time, made some very bad choices in his life, mm. and he was at mass, and we played that song, and his his wife just kind of nudged him and said, "Listen to this song. You need to hear this." And he's like, "I will always remember that song where wow. I was in the church." You know, that great again, song spoke to him. Right. Great, great song. Big yeah. Daddy Weave. Yeah. So, yes. so there's I think of this current communion song. It's so powerful. I love it. I love that. Uh, uh, who I say I am. You know. Um, Lauren Daigle, who sings that? No, that's the that's the offertory. Oh, well, we okay. can fight about that one. <laughs> it's the number one Christian hit on the Billboard charts right now. Who and I say? Who you say I am? You no, say. no, 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 no. The Lauren oh, Daigle song. Yeah, Lauren you Daigle. say yes, yes, yes. Who you say I am is the and uh, there's one Hill person Hill song, right? There's one person in this room uh-huh. that actually doesn't like that song. Uh, yeah. The offertory song. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his name I, is Tom. I really like it. It's a great song. Great. Glad you like it. <laughs> this is the other thing about music is it is very personal. So yes. anyway, first one, there's just incredible power to music. I think we, we killed that one. Or in one way, shape, or form, we've gone through that. So, um, you know, number two, I think it just creates energy and excitement for the mass. You know, you walk into a room, there's music. It raises the energy level. Absolutely. So this weekend I was visiting a parish, um, and they were they could tell it. Lack, we, we we sat down. We were we were helping evaluating it, and um, they said, "Hey, it lacks energy. We know it lacks energy." And so we were talking about going through music or ministry. What would they want to put more time into? And th- someone came back and said, "Hey, I think if we increase the music, then the ministry would follow." That that, and I think that's true. I think if you, mm-hmm. That creates energy. Joe, you're shaking 100%. Head. Yes. People 100%. want to be a part of something that has energy. Oh, yeah. That's how I describe how I came here is that I loved the energy in the building. I wanted a piece of it. And if the music creates energy, then people are going to want some of that. Right. I even felt, I remember a few years ago, I don't know if you guys still do this. Probably not because I think you guys, but uh, Simon, who's here, um, Simon Pyle said he could tell if they played 
a little faster pace of music for communion, they would see people move faster. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, oh, that's but great. that just affects our. It just music affects us. We mm-hmm. in ways. It's so mysterious too, but it affects us in, in incredible ways and, oh, yeah. and, and creates energy. So. All right. So the third reason that music matters is that it can reinforce the message, and so sometimes it's totally unconnected. Do, do we work to have it reinforce the message here? Well, we'll we're going to get into that later. Not okay. not always, but I think. It reinforces the basic message of the gospel. I think we just, that's the first thing. Right. You know, that song, go ahead, Joe. Oh yeah. I was going to say, uh, I know Brian has a big, um, has a big input in what we play at mass and, and whatnot. And he definitely researches that, uh, to make it tie in with the mass itself. Yeah. So Brian's our week weekend director. And so, uh, I think we don't worry about everything tit for tat on that. But even just the message of the gospel, like that, who you say I am, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. I'm, you know, you're for me. You're not against me. I am who, you know, that mantra that repeats in that song right now. It's powerful. It's powerful, right? It's it powerful. sure is. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of th- stuff about the gospel. It's not like, a lot of it's basic that we just need to be reminded of again and again right. and again, right? Mm-hmm. And so music can do that in a way. You know, if a preacher gets up and keeps saying these things over it, okay, it might get annoying after a while, but a right. song does it. <laughs> And it's just reinforcing Feels new and that. different. Yeah. Um, and I remember song, you know, the kind of note mm-hmm. here, musical memory lasts longer than other kinds of memory, all other kinds of memory. And great proof of this. Do the ABCs. Right. You have to sing it. You have to sing yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, but it's all about the hook, too. I mean, in, in music, you have things called hooks that help you to remember the song. And, and that's what we're doing. We're playing hooks all day long, and that's how you remember lyrics. I'm terrible with lyrics, as you know, um, but at times when I really know a good song, it's when they have a hook, and it sells me. That so. All right, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Hold that thought. Oh, man, come on. Can and I? we're going to come right back after the break and talk about a couple more ways that the music matters, or maybe argue about a couple ways. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Looking for practical ways to grow your church? Looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy, growing parishes? Look no further, as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you. On April 26th through the 28th, 2020, come to the Rebuilt Conference, where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers, to be challenged to do more in your parish and experience the renewal of the Rebuilt Movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast, everyone. We're here with Joe Weaver and Tom Corcoran, and we're talking today about the importance of music. And so before we went to break, Joe, you mentioned that you're playing hooks all day. What does that mean? Say more about that. So a hook is the catchy part of a song. Mm-hmm. So anything that gets you hooked into the song and to be able to sing that song and and it helps you to remember lyrics as well. It, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a, a lyrical thing either. It can be a very musical hook. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I can't recall one offhand, but they're out there. So do hooks you select are music based on whether it has a hook or not? I do. I do. Yeah. I am not a lyrics guy mm-hmm. um, necessarily. I am a hook guy. I listen for hooks because mm. I know that is 
what sells a song. Right. So the musicians out there know what you're talking about? Yes. All right. How about the non-musicians like me and Kelly? I mean, like, how do you how do you recognize a hook or how are you? It's just the ca- the catchy part, right? Yeah, the, the part that makes you want to sing along or. Yes. Yeah. It's it is the part that you sing along that everybody sings mm-hmm. along. Um, what is that song that you did? Um, oh, now I can't remember it. Um, so right now in our songs, just as that comes back to you. So the songs we're doing right now, the hook and who you say I am since I'm just on that song right now. It's your chorus. It's, it's going to be your chorus. Yeah. You are, and you were just, you were just, you just saying, said it. Yeah. You just said mm-hmm. it. That's you your form. That's kind of the bridge, right? You are for me, that, not against me. Yeah. yeah and, no, and that's who part the sun of the sets free though. is very hooky. Right? Oh yeah. That's a hook. Okay. Big time. Who the sun, mm-hmm. Big time. I can't sing it. You can't sing let it. Let your so. glory shine. Let your glory shine. Let your glory shine on me. Simple as that is. That's a hook. Okay. And what everybody knows it, right? Right. When you get to that part, everybody can sing that. So that is a hook. So, but is there any more, can you get any more granular on that or like details or how do you find it? Or you just, you know it when you see it, I hear it, I can hear them. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious to me. I play in top 40 bands and we're playing the number one songs all day, all night long. And they have hooks. That is what sells these songs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I listen for. It's hard because, uh, contemporary Christian music, they're not pop. So, you have to find them and you have to dig deep for them. And uh, it takes a long time to find these songs. Uh, you can't just go out and pick random songs. You have mm. to take your time to find them. And there's a lot of work that goes goes into right. this. You can't just pick something you love to play. No, or... no. What I might like, it, most people might not like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to think what is going to appeal to a lot of people. Mm. It's not about me. You know, it's about worship and, and getting that right moment for somebody and reaching out and touching somebody, e- even with a hook. I mean, that's if you can grab somebody and give them a moment in church that maybe has never been there mm. and you grab them with a hook. My job is done. Yeah, that's great. Mm. That goes back yeah, to the power of music, too. It, it you is. can create that one moment through music that nothing else can do. Right. And I mean, I can listen to a hook. Over and over and over. And, you, you know, you can ask my wife and she'll tell you, why are you listening to that so many times? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. There, there it is. There's something about music that, that draws people in. And if you have that hook, you've got that special moment. Well, I mean, I got a lot of times. I mean, I want to go back to because you're talking about contemporary music. And maybe we could I want to see if there was anything else and other kinds of music that you could speak to at all. But also, yeah, or or that again. A lot of times, it is the bridge, right? Or it is the it, that's the biggest moment in the, of the song. Biggest moment is your bridge, usually, uh, and your chorus is usually where you'll find your hook. Sometimes it's the bridge, not the verses. Verses kind of tell the story. Your hook is what's repeated that everybody remembers, and usually your chorus, you're singing that, you're coming back to that all the time throughout the song. So that's going to be. Your hook, your catch. Right. Your good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you it's are. It. It's who you are. Yeah. It's right there. I was thinking a little bit, one of my favorite albums, actually, Christian albums of all times, is, is Illuminate by David Crowder, uh, which I want to get to you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, just just, uh, just for a note, Joe. But I was like, there's this great song, Praise Him Under Open Skies, but it's kind of the bridge where, they, again, they repeat this little mantra of um, um, lift your voice to heaven, lift up your head and sing. Right. Um, this is our offering. Lift your voice to heaven, uh, lift up your head and sing to one who gave his son here. This is our offering. You know, there's like, 
Anyway, that little part, I look forward to that part. That's the hook, right? It's like, I can't wait to sing that part of the song. Is it lyrics or is it music? Those are, okay, well, the, well it's music. It's, it's part, I want to sing that part, but tell me the difference. You tell me, I don't know. Why do you like to sing it? Why do I like to sing it? Yeah. It's singable. It's, but it's like deep. It's rich, right? Okay, so you're not like paying the heart attention. It's the part of the song. Are you paying attention to the lyrics too? I'm paying attention to the yeah, lyric. What are you talking about? I, I totally <laughs> got my head spinning. He's lyrics taking li- apart the music. Yeah, yeah. And lyrics lyric. and music are two different things. If you like what they say, yeah, that's yeah. different. Okay. All right. Well, I like what they're saying, but I guess I'm singing it though, so that's the musical part of it. The musical part, the hook. There okay. It is. All right. Now, is there a hook? Is that only for contemporary Christian music? Would you say is is that is there is there hooks in hymns? Is there hooks? In, um, you know, if people were playing, hmm. I'm trying to think That's what any other kind of music people were playing that, at, at churches. Uh, not that I know of. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're out there, but okay. not that we do. You haven't studied that. I haven't studied okay. that. No, okay. no, no, right. no. No, that's fine. And there we go. All there's, right. There's probably hooks, but they're just different. Yeah. But why, yeah, why are there hymns that have endured forever, like Amazing Grace or some of the things we're doing, and we'll get into this in the next podcast too. Amazing or maybe Grace three is, a, is a hook. I mean, the, the okay. melody in that is is a hook by okay. itself. Okay. Hmm. Yep. All right. Endure. All right. Should we keep going? All right. So let's keep going. <laughs> so what are some other reasons that the music matters so much? Okay. Again, it's the, it's the water on which the whole experience of mass sails. So it, it moves things along. And they're almost like mile markers in the experience of mass. That's it. That's exactly right. I mean, we start off with, you know, an upbeat song. Right. We kind of bring it down, bring it down a little bit more, and then ramp back up at the very end. So it, it is a soundtrack. It's a soundtrack for the Mass. And, uh, you know, we have to think about the different parts of Mass and how those songs will affect those parts. So, And, and are you looking to create a feeling? Yes, 100%. Right, hundred percent. You know, we're trying to wake people up at the nine o'clock with the opening song, <laughs> right. and you leave them with a bang. So yeah. our closer and opener are usually mm-hmm. the heavy hitters, and then in the middle are more worshipful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what, we have we've gone through four of these so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, you got more. Well, we talk about so music's the water in which the the whole experience sails. Again, it's like a movie soundtrack, like you said there, Joe. Uh, number five is just to bring spiritual transformation. It has the ability to change and transform us. Uh, I love this. I, I need to do more research on this story, but I love this quote. This is from scriptures, 2 Kings 3.15. And, uh, you know, Elisha is called upon to prophesy, to speak for God. And what does he say? Elisha said to the king, but now bring me a minstrel. And when the minstrel played, the power of the Lord came upon him. You know, there's times where music alone can bring the power of the Lord. So I don't I, Probably should do a whole exegesis on that verse. I'm looking at Kelly. I'm waiting for her to add something to that. But oh, I, I, I mean, I do think I'm, I'm thinking about confirmation. The confirmation teens that we had on retreat, and Joe, you were there. You were playing for adoration, and what it, an impact, right? I wow. mean, it just feels. And the, but the music, and I'm not saying. I mean, Jesus makes it right. Jesus is there yes, in adoration, hundred percent. But the yes. music just. I don't even, I'm speechless about it. You, can you talk about that a little bit? So we had adoration. We had 150 teenagers in a room, probably about a hundred who 
um, don't like church or didn't want to be there or they're checking a box to get confirmed. And uh, we had a whole experience that led up to Saturday night where we had adoration and Joe and Mike Hamilton, one of our other musicians, was playing. And just talk about that a little bit. just chills thinking about it because seeing the way the music affected these kids was incredible. I, I mean, I don't, I can't even talk about it because it was so I know, incredible. I well, it's the podcast, so you kind of have to. Uh, I, I get it, I get it. But it, <laughs> people I mean, are paying big bucks to listen to you <laughs> right, right. think about this. <laughs> but just to see everybody get involved and draw them in, and it's it's not us. It's it's the Lord is working through mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm, through the mm-hmm. musicians, yeah. and grabbing these kids and seeing them kneel. Every one of them kneel in front of us and mm-hmm. watch and listen and sing. I had no idea. And put their hand up and worship. Right. I mean, it's incredible. I've I had no idea that was going to happen, and I thought last year was good. Yeah. This year topped that. All right. So, just, are you serious? That is amazing. Uh, oh yeah, it was Holy incredible. Cow. Yeah. So just what? So you're gonna explain? We yeah. had we have Eucharistic adoration at the end of the retreat, and so. Again, take the music out of that. Just have the host and have kids sitting there. They'll be talking. I mean, hard right. for high school kids to, to, to focus at that yeah. point. You know, just like the movie, you take that out of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. it, it totally changes the movie. Take the music out of that part, and kids are not focused on Jesus in that moment. But the music allowed them to focus on the at, on the on the on the, the monstrance, on Jesus in the monstrance, and to to worship. And I know last year, and I, that's all I can tell was from last year. I was there, and it was this very holy moment kids on their knees raising their hands yeah. up and it's like it you know again it's your heart it just yeah melts for that because right and there's kids crying and there's kids saying afterwards i'm sorry to interrupt you no, but, go ahead um this year i wish you could you should stay joe for the on sunday they get up there and they say we just say where did you see god move this weekend and they all talk about adoration and one kid got up and said i don't know what happened to me last night but something happened to me, mm. which is so beautiful, you know, like he, he doesn't know, but something happened. And, and so it, it just, the, and the music just contributes so much to that moment. And to have that, I mean, again, I'm the most blessed guy out there to have this mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough to, for God to work through us as musicians and reach out and touch somebody like that. Mm. Mm, mm. you can't top it it's you a can't, big deal you can't get any better than that deal all right so we're running out of time but tom i know you want to speak to the fact that churches are settling for bad music well i, I you know joe and i were arguing this is what joe, yeah. <laughs> joe and i are friends if you can't tell that but i mean we, we like giving <laughs> each other a hard time well actually i just like giving joe a hard time but you know and just one other thing saint augustine said singing is praying twice so um but yeah i just in churches, we set, I see church after church settle for bad music. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we, Joe and I were arguing about. Joe had, wants to get to some more detailed things. And I'm like, we got to go here because there is just a mm-hmm. tendency to accept it. And I, I think I go back to, and we'll talk about this, I guess it's going to be the next podcast now. You know, it's such a spiritual battle that we, want, we don't want to fight the battle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a spiritual battle because of its power. It can change and transform lives like nothing else can. Um, but again, it's, if you've ever read Why Catholics Can't Sing... Why can't Catholics sing? Some of this traces back to Ireland, actually. Um, and it's actually so what are you England. trying to say? What 
What? Well, the Irish can't sing. Well, <laughs> what? well, here I'll give you a little history lesson because Father White and I would argue about this, and I said it's the British, it's the English fault. So here, because I'm Irish, the Irish in Eng- the Irish could not sing at Mass in Ireland because it was illegal for them to go to Mass. So they'd have these quiet masses. Oh, so they so couldn't sing. They couldn't sing at Mass. Then they came to the United States and just whatever reason, you disassociated music from the mass. Mm. Your faith did not have anything to do with music. Now, what's interesting about that, and I was in Ireland a few years ago, the Irish are the most musical people on the earth. Oh, my gosh. I, yes. I love Irish music. To go music. to like Again, to pubs there. Yes. The Irish are one of the most people musical people on the earth. jamming everywhere. So isn't the, I think that is a symbol of what's happened in our churches. Like we all love music, mm. but we settle for music that's not very good in the church. Again, I love music. Again, listen to music all the time. You know, I remember blasting music in my, you know, in my bedroom as a high school and college. I still do. I still play in my car. But when I came to church, even when I came, I remember Father White wanting to change the music program here and being passionate about it. And I, I didn't even care. Mm. Why? Because in my life, I dissociated like music and my worship of God or good music (laughs) in my worship of God. We somehow just... Again, what happened, I think, with the Irish has happened mm. in our churches. We we separate these things or we settle for it. Or it becomes normal that just, again, I, I worked with this. We were very nervous. We were coming to this parish like, the music's not really very good. And mm-hmm. we we're trying to figure out how to tell them that. <laughs> and they told us, like, they oh, yeah, we know it's not very good. We're like, oh. We're not focusing. Well, on how it. do you fix it? You how know, do you fix how it? How do you fix it? Okay, All so right, we have to wrap next. up. And we're <laughs> going to talk about this in the next podcast. But we have to leave our listeners with one thing that they can do right now about music joe what's your one thing that you would tell people i'll tell you what let's take a break and we'll come back for that all right we'll be right back (laughs) for that in just a moment we'll let him think about it be right back want to learn more about the church that started the rebuilt movement you can find even more content by following Father Michael on Twitter at Nativity Pastor and check out the pastor's blog at nativitypastor.tv. There you will gain exclusive access to insider information about everything happening behind the scenes at Church of the Nativity and get helpful tips about parish life. Again, follow Father Michael on Twitter at Nativity Pastor and subscribe to his blog at nativitypastor.tv. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. We are wrapping up our discussion today about music. We have much more to say about it, so make sure you tune in next month for part two of our music podcast. But today we want to end by just asking one question of our guest, Joe, and of Tom. What's the one thing that if people can only do one thing right now for their church, for music, what is it? Uh, Definitely find great musicians. That's going to do it, especially singers that sing in key, because how many times did I go to church (laughs) as a youngster and listen to those bad singers? It turned me off. Mm -hmm. And when I came here and I heard Al sing, I couldn't believe there was a good singer in church. That was sold. Great. Yeah. And so I think what precedes that is a little bit of a holy discontent in in Mm. places that there's a power to music. And if it's not where you want it to be or it's not moving in a good direction, to remind yourself it's power. I think that that's kind of what the uh, basis of this podcast has been about. Just music matters. Okay. So let me just review some of the reasons why music matters. Music is powerful. Powerful. We've talked about that a bunch of times. It speaks to the heart. It speaks to the soul. It 
causes emotion. It, it might give you a moment of, of faith, a moment of transformation. Number two, music creates energy and excitement. Number three, your music can reinforce your message. It can reinforce the gospel and, and help people remember what the message was that day. Um, number four, music is the water on which the experience of mass sails. So you're giving people sort of, uh, like Joe was saying, you're starting out, you're giving them energy, you bring it down in the middle of mass, it's, it's reverent, it's reflective, and then bring it back up and send them out with a bang. Um, number five, spiritual, you can have spiritual transformation from music. The, it has the ability to change us, to change our thinking, to transform us. And um, finally, just don't settle for bad music. Don't settle. Let's go. Okay. So <laughs> join us next month for part two as we talk to Joe and Tom some more about music. Tom, will you pray us out today? Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the gift of music, for the gift of song, and that it is such a powerful way to um, connect with you. And God, we just pray that uh, you would fill all this with a, a desire to use music to draw people into a closer relationship with your son, to reach the lost to bring people into a deeper relationship with you. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.